0: You're listening to the Eurovision Sport radio podcast with me, David Knight. I hope that like me, you've been enjoying the beautiful spring weather in Europe. And of course, spring in Belgium means the return of the one-day classics in cycling. Like all sports events at the moment, reporters are having to adapt to new ways of working as COVID restrictions continue across much of the world. I had the chance to sit down with my colleague Tom van den Bulke of VRT Sportzar Radio. Tom has hosted almost all of the team presentations at this season's Flemish One Day Classics. Tom, first of all, tell us what has been the impact of these special circumstances on radio commentary of cycling races. For sure, the
1: corona crisis has had an impact on how we can report on sports competitions on the radio, and it hasn't been any different for cycling. However, I still have to say that we were able to send the commentator and the reporter on the motorbike to the Tour de France, whereas our television commentator stayed in Brussels. So for most of the races, we still can be on site and we can do interviews in a corona-proof mixed zone. So that's not bad at all, I guess, given the difficult conditions. But that doesn't mean that you cannot run into crazy situations. For instance, last year, due to a quarantine situation, the radio commentary for the Tour of Flanders was done by our reporter at home. He was sitting in his own living room with coffee and cookies. And that on the day of the most important race of the year in Belgium, the Tour of Flanders. It exists for more than 100 years now but I guess that really must have been a first time.
0: Now, you frequently speak with a lot of the riders. How are they looking at all of this?
1: For the riders, the most important thing is the fact that they can get on their bike and race. We have been without Paris-Roubaix for two years now. So that are two possible victories for Wout van Aert or Mathieu van der Poel that are gone. Also having to train all those hours without a target, that's not motivating at all. So being able to race That's what it's all about. And it goes without saying that the fans on the hills or at the finish line can create a great atmosphere to race in, but cycling without that is not as bad as a football game in an empty stadium. And as for cycling, the sport has coped quite well with the corona crisis. In the early stages it was feared that many teams would get into difficulties and okay, we lost one or two teams, but it hasn't been a massacre. On the contrary, some teams came up with long-term contracts for young riders, some sponsors made commitments for the long term, and a team like Cofidis is now about to start with a women team. So altogether, cycling has survived pretty well for now. And of course, it has been very important that big races like the Tour de France could take place last year.
0: This is how the final sprint of the Liège-Bastogne-Liège race was reported across Europe.
2: I really love this race and uh, yeah to to win here. Like this, against those names, it's
0: incredible. I want to explore what COVID restrictions mean for EBU members covering the Spring Classics here in Belgium. Here's Igor Tominec from VAL 202 in Slovenia.
2: What I miss the most is the opportunity to talk to different people in cycling world without any restrictions like we used to in the past. That always gave you many interesting stories, which are now much harder to get in the... Aspect of interviewing the riders, there is no significant difference. We still have access to them, taking in account all the COVID tests and movement restrictions, of course. One big difference is uh, live broadcasting from the mixed zone. Due to obligatory mask wearing, the audio sounds a little suppressed. But what can we do? We hope we are back to normal soon.
0: This is Fanny Lechevastrier from Radio France.
3: And fortunately, we're starting to get used to work with coronavirus before the race. We work a lot, more before, I think, with um, media teams to organize some Zoom interview with riders. But the biggest problem for us is quality of sound, of communication. It's not always good. The only one advantage I see in this crisis is that teams have developed more media WhatsApp group where we can find regular race news, quotes, and of course for us audio interview. But once again, nothing can replace face-to-face and field reporting. So when we can go to the race and when there is a mix done, it's great for us. For sure, last year we didn't think we would live Spring Classic with Corona. So to be able to be at Liège, despite all that, it's real joy and happiness. We had the beautiful races this week, so we realize how lucky we are to be here. For me, the biggest success is quite simply that races could be held. The men's races, but also the women's races. We see a lot of sports that have favored men, not cycling, and it's very important for me. This year is necessarily special because there is no public, I hope. This will be the last time, and the next year we'll find the whole fervour of Springs Classic.
0: I think we will all be relieved when we finally start to see fans again at these sports events. Tom, what was it like to host all of these starts of the Flemish one day races without the public being present? I guess it was like being a priest preaching
1: in front of an empty church, something like that. Normally the team presentation is done in front of a huge crowd, especially in Belgium. It's a happening, people love to see their heroes on the bike, and you can hear the cheering, the applause, everything. And now there's nothing of all that. You announce the riders on the podium, you don't ask them any questions, and apart from the press, there is no crowd watching the whole thing. It feels weird, and I guess it feels weird for the riders too, when they raise their hand after they have been announced, because who are they waving to? This is Cristiano
0: Piccinelli from Ride Radio.
4: I hope this is the last year with no fans on the street during the Springs uh, Classics. The fans is uh, essential, uh, a big part of the success of these kind of races. Uh, cycling is uh, the favorite sport event for the most of uh, Belgian people. And also in Italy, a Milano Saremo with no audience looks like a training session the race uh, still be competitive and exciting, but not to see a child asking uh, photos uh, or battle is very sad.
0: Tobias Hansen from Danish Broadcaster DR really noticed the lack of fans while he was
5: commentating from the studio in Copenhagen. I really miss him. I missed him uh, during the Tour de France in September, and I have missed him for the classics. It was terrible to to watch the Amstel gold race. They even did those, uh, was it, 13 or 14 rounds and there would have been so many spectators on those uh, roads and i was missing them so badly when commentating at least you see some on the sides of the roads but having them at the finish line area is such a big deal when it comes to uh, cycling and ending a, a race probably in in my opinion at, at least they they fulfill all, all you need to have that special atmosphere in that finish line crossing. And without them, it's only you, isn't it? You don't have, have the noise and yelling of all that spectators. So it's only you being able to really uh, do that uh, big atmosphere of cycling finish. And even though it's not a Danish rider that wins uh, all the races at the moment, even though we're close, I'm so happy to end those races, uh, and I'm always standing up in the end because it just gives me um, uh, so much joy to to talk about. Public service broadcasters have an important role to play
0: in ensuring that fans still have the opportunity to experience sports competitions despite the lockdowns across Europe. Here's Igor Tominets again from VAL 202.
2: Last year I covered the win of Primoz Roglic from the studio. I've been hearing stories from my colleagues about the fanatic fans in Spring Classics but I am yet to experience that atmosphere. I think with travel restrictions more fans are following the races in media, on radio as well. With the help of our social media channels I would say we are reaching more people than in normal times. But the most important factor are the results of Slovenian riders. And this is Cristiano
0: from RAI.
4: I feel uh, useful as always. The radio coverage helps the fans who cannot see the TV, who cannot be on the street, the blind people, or simply the people who love our old friend radio, like me.
0: And here's Fanny again from Radio France.
3: More than ever, I feel useful as on-site reporter. We can describe the atmosphere, the emotion, give some joy to people we need today. I think in this period where we cannot travel, where we're stuck at home, radio is essential for me for sharing emotions together, to make a link between champions and fans.
0: Tom, how important is it to be on site at these events, as a radio reporter or commentator? Well,
1: that's an interesting question. On the one hand, you could say that it doesn't make much of a difference because cycling commentators are sitting at the finish line and they are watching a TV screen all day long, just as they would do when they were at home. But nevertheless, it's a big difference to me. When you're on site, you feel the expectation of something big that is about to happen. You can talk with colleagues and exchange thoughts and information. You can discover the last kilometers to the finish line. You can make a good judgment of the weather conditions. You can see and hear the riders. And of course, if crowds are allowed, you feel the buzz and the excitement that is going on. So imagine being a Tour de France commentator sitting for three weeks in front of a television in a small and dark studio somewhere far, far away from where all the action happens. Well, I guess you'll be very close to a burnout after 23 days.
0: Tom and I are proud to serve Dutch-speaking cycling fans in Belgium through our sports output on VRT. The equivalent French-speaking broadcaster in our country is RTBF. David Oudrey is the host of the Onco no Classic podcast.
4: During the spring of uh, Classic, we uh, put together a podcast. Due to COVID, we made this podcast with all the different journalists of the cycling team of the RTBF. Everyone was working from home. On connaît le classique. Partez en recours avec la team cycliste de la rédaction des sports. Bonjour tout le monde. Très heureux de vous retrouver. Dixième, dixième épisode. de ce We get podcast. together once a week for an hour podcast. The feedback and the audiences were, were good. We made twelve podcasts. We're gonna make uh, this week uh, a final podcast to wrap up the spring. And uh, I think it was uh, a very good experience from my point of view. It was really like in a real studio, except we could uh, work at home. It allowed us to work with journalists who sometimes are not free to come in studio, to go to
0: the studio. Here's Cristiano Piccinelli from Rai Radio again.
4: The live coverage of cycling race in studio is quite different from the coverage near the finish line. You can't feel the race, you can't smell the race as on the site. In the radio coverage, trying to convey the feeling, the excitement of the race to the audience is essential. I understand the reasons for not travel. So is the only way to broadcast the wonderful show of cycling. It's a test for the reporter's ability.
5: This is Tobias Hansen from DR. I was supposed to go to Liège, but uh, two or three days before uh, my scheduled uh, departure for Liège, we needed to change our plans due to yeah, COVID-19 regulations. So basically I stayed in Copenhagen and, uh, and speaking... Yeah, the race live from a small studio in, in Copenhagen and I've done that so many times now so it kind of feels normal to me but it, it should never be the way things are done because it's just not the same there's so many things I miss when I do a, a cycling race from a studio not on site there's so many things I, I would love to talk about to speak about the atmosphere is not here I can't describe the weather, I can't describe the spectators, I can't describe the Finnish area and all that stuff. And also I, I enjoy very much to have a look, when I can, at the riders before the races as well, just to see if they're smiling, if they're nervous looking or whatever. There are so many stories that need to be told that you can't tell from a desk back home in Copenhagen or wherever you are you are based. You need to be out there to speak to people and... And see what's going on and I can't do that when I'm not on site so it wasn't that great however liege Baston liege to me is always a great great race even though uh, the Danish uh, riders aren't that good at the moment for these kind of uh, races so that was um, it was a nice race, nonetheless. For Igor Tominec of Val 202, the one day races are a new
0: area of interest for Slovenian cycling fans.
2: Spring classics have in the past not been so important to Slovenian cycling fans and also radio coverage as the biggest stage races. That's because of the results which have traditionally been better in one week races and Grand Tours. But now Slovenian all-rounders are winning one-day races as well, and that means for the radio reporters more races on site, and the season is now much longer.
5: Here's Tobias from DR again. You have the the World Championships, then you have the Tour de France, and then you have Liège-Bastogne-Liège. That's the three road races where you see all the big riders gathered together, at least the the ones that that have the chance of winning uh, Grand Tours and stuff. So for me, uh, Every single edition of the Liège-Bastogne-Liège is is a big one. The only thing I'm missing this season is a Danish rider that could really challenge the other guys, because, I mean, Jakob Fulsang, uh, he he won in uh, 2019. He's still good. His problem is that the other guys have done extraordinary things and they're just getting better and better, whereas he's getting older and older. Um, So basically, he's still good, but the other guys are better. Tom, back to you. Now, it seems to me that every
0: single one of these one-day classics has been very exciting. And what struck me even more is that we are even seeing competing at the very high level the guys who would normally restrict their seasons to the big tours.
1: There are no more dull one-day races. A la Philippe van Aert, Van der Poel, Pitcock and so on. They have introduced a new style of racing. They attack, they surprise, they dare to lose. Don't forget riders such as Roglic and Pogacar. They are the contenders for the victory in the Tour de France, but they also race to win in for instance the Ardennes classics. So can you imagine the time that Lance Armstrong, Alberto Contador or Chris Froome were racing with ambition in one-day races? No you cannot because that time hasn't existed. And now you see Roglic winning Liège-Bastogne-Liège last year, you see Pogacar giving everything he has in Strade Bianche, and not just only in the big one day races, tirreno Adriatico used to be nothing more than a stage race in order to prepare for the classics. Well, this year's tirreno Adriatico was every day a battle between the top riders, riding as if their life depended on it. So yes, for cycling fans, these are by far the most exciting times in many years.
0: Tom, thank you for sitting down with me today. That was Tom van den Bulke, my colleague from VRT. My thanks as well to Cristiano Piccinelli from Bright Radio, Tobias Hansen from DR, Fanny Lechevestrier from Radio France, David Oudre from RTDF, and Igor Tominet from Val 202, Slovenia.